Wherever you are listening to us, welcome to What's Wrong With Me, Doctor, a podcast dedicated to bringing you up close and personal with professionals in the medical field without paying the medical bills. I'm Ray Hammer, and we release new episodes frequently, so be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And please review and rate us so others can learn from the information and wisdom shared during this and other episodes. You can always listen to us and find out other information about the podcast on our website, What's Wrong With Me, Doctor.com. During the podcast, our guest doctors share a lot of medical information. As informative and helpful the info might be, it's not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any diseases. It is strictly for informational purposes. This episode's sponsor is Boca Home Care Service. More about them later on. All right, let's get started with today's expert. Our guest for this episode is Dr. Michael Camarada. He's a cardiologist in South Florida who received his medical degree from University of Florida College of Medicine. He has 13 years of experience in cardiovascular disease, internal medicine, and interventional cardiology. Today, with the help of Dr. Camarada, we are going to talk about a condition that could be fatal if not addressed properly. Curious? Stick around. Welcome, Dr. Camarada. Thank you, Ray. It's great to be here. It's good to have you with us. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to discuss a topic known as coronary artery disease. So first, let's get started. Tell us, Doc, what is coronary artery disease? Well, coronary artery disease is really a very broad category of cardiovascular condition, which refers to the buildup of fat inside of the coronary arteries, which are the arteries that supply blood to the heart muscle tissue and the process by which that continues to grow over time, stabilizes itself, or can ultimately lead to things like heart attack or heart failure. Sounds kind of scary. So let's delve into that and find out how would someone go around about determining if he or she has coronary artery disease? Well, first and foremost, the most important thing to figure out is whether you have coronary artery disease, which is causing a problem at that moment, the typical symptoms that one might have when they have clinically significant coronary artery disease would be things like chest pain, shortness of breath, what we call exertional angina, meaning that you have chest pain, especially when you exert yourself, or even limitation in your exercise capacity. Something you were able to do six months ago is now becoming much more difficult to do, and you are no longer able to perform at the same level that you were able to do previously. It's an important condition because it starts as a preclinical syndrome. I see many patients coming to my office because of a family history of coronary artery disease. They tell me stories such as their father or mother or brother or sister had a heart attack at a certain age, and they're very concerned that they're starting to get to a point where they need to be worried about whether or not they have coronary artery disease. They need to understand that there are specific risk factors for developing coronary artery disease, one of which is family history, which is what brings a lot of patients in to see me. But several other risk factors include lifestyle, lipid profile, meaning your cholesterol levels, the risks associated with smoking and uh, obesity, as well as diabetes. And so it's important to have these 
medical conditions monitored by a primary care physician or a family physician. So we're going to delve into that in the second half into those lifestyle changes and conditions. I do want to talk about, because I don't know a 50 or 60 year old in the world who doesn't sit and say, I'm feeling my heart. I'm feeling, I think I'm about to have a heart attack. I, and they're worried that something is going wrong. Something's going to happen. So what should they not be worried about? Like what isn't coronary artery disease? Typically, if we're talking about pain that's sharp in nature, positional, you move your arm, your chest hurts, uh, you feel your heart beating or something to that effect, typically that is not going to be secondary to, to coronary artery disease. Usually when we're talking about symptoms related to coronary disease, we're talking about things that are exertional. Again, you, you get up, you go for your usual walk, you go to the gym and you're on the treadmill, those sorts of things where you're getting your heart rate increased. That's when people are typically going to have the symptoms of coronary disease, unless it is that heart attack situation in which they're then going to have pretty severe pain that's going to be right in the center of their chest. It's usually going to be pressure-like. They may have sensations down their left arm, into their jaw, into their back, neck, those sorts of uh, symptoms that would make one worry that they are now having an issue. In that event, you'd want to go, obviously, straight to the uh, emergency department, usually by 911. But usually, unless you're having a heart attack, the symptoms of coronary artery disease are going to be exertional, or you're going to be completely asymptomatic from coronary disease, and you're going to be wondering, well, what is my risk for having coronary artery disease? And this is where people tend to show up in my office asking me, what do I need to know, and how do I know if this is something that I need to worry about? All right. So you, I just want to make sure to clarify, you're not telling me not to exercise anymore, right? Not to take a good run or to do my sit-ups and push-ups anymore, right? Because I do feel my heart after that, but you're not telling me to stop. No, I mean, in be, fact, it'd be great if you did tell me to stop because then I don't need to do it anymore. But tell me. In fact, I would tell you exactly the opposite. If you exercise and you do all the things that you're supposed to do at a consistent level, it serves as an early warning system. So if you start to develop clinically significant coronary artery disease, you may actually know before your doctor does because you're the one that's going to say, I can't do what I was able to do previously. I need to go get this checked out. All right. So I will continue to exercise. We're going to take a quick break here. In just a moment, we're going to delve deeper into coronary artery disease to get a better understanding of it and understand some treatments and some lifestyle changes that one might experience and what one might have. You're listening to the What's Wrong With Me Doctor podcast. I'm Ray Hammer. I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Boca Home Care Services, a family-owned and operated company in business for 23 years, referring home health aides to your house. The home health aides assist with activities of daily living. Boca Home Care Services' mission is to keep you safe and secure in your home environment. Check out their website at bocahomecareservices.com. Our guest this episode is Dr. Michael Camarada, a cardiologist in South Florida specializing in cardiovascular disease, internal medicine, and interventional cardiology. Doc, welcome back to the podcast. I'm curious what medical advances have, uh, have taken place in diagnosis and treatment over the last few years. I would say that uh, really the most important thing that has come up in terms of diagnosis of coronary artery disease in the last few years is something we call a coronary calcium score. And this is really a baseline test 
that one would have done that tells us whether the beginnings of coronary artery disease exist or whether there's high levels of coronary artery disease. And this becomes very important. There is no genetic test that we can really send patients for to say that they're prone to coronary artery disease. So traditionally, we've just used family history, whether your father, mother, brothers, sisters have had coronary disease or have had events to help guide us in terms of the people that are at highest risk. But more recently, the coronary calcium score has become available and and really widely available to the point that now many patients that come to my office to be evaluated because they had a strong family history of coronary disease, their father had a heart attack, their brother had something happen, and they're just concerned We can do this test, which is a very simple, fast CAT scan, to find exactly what their risk for having a cardiac event over the course of the next several years is. And this goes above and beyond the traditional risk factor profiles like cholesterol measurements and some of the lab tests that might be out there looking into what somebody's risk is. And it helps us guide treatment and preventative measures. Uh, It allows us to increase cholesterol medications if we think that somebody needs to have their, their profile look even better because of their risk for coronary disease. And this is a test that, that we're now ordering more and more frequently for both diagnosis, prognosis, and for general peace of mind with patients. Sign me up for the peace of mind piece. That's uh, that, that's a good test. And most doctors, most cardiologists are doing that these days? I would say that it's becoming much more prevalent, especially in our patients who are younger and don't have a typical cardiac symptom. They're wondering what their risk is, and they want to know how to avoid being one of my patients that ends up in the hospital getting a stent for their coronary artery disease. And so I would say in in our group practice, we have several physicians who use this on a routine basis, especially in our younger population, to help guide our therapy. Because again, we want to avoid having people over at the hospital. All right. And what's the name of this test again? It's a coronary artery calcium score. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit. I would like to talk about lifestyle and lifestyle changes. Talk to our podcast listeners here on What's Wrong With Me, Doctor, and tell them what they can do to help avoid or prevent coronary artery disease. The first and most important thing that I would say is if you smoke, quit. If you don't smoke, don't start. Because everything that we can do for you from a medical standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint, is not going to be as effective in preventing coronary artery disease as removing tobacco and tobacco products from your life. So that, that is the first thing that, that I would say. The second is really a very active and healthy lifestyle in terms of both exercise and in terms of diet. Any other factors that somebody can control, putting aside heredity and genetics, anything else that our listeners can control? So they can, again, they can control the amount of uh, fat that they take in in their diet, the amount of cholesterol they take in. They can try and maintain a good lifestyle to maintain a normal uh, body mass index, meaning that they have, uh, they're not overweight, their waist size is not increased, and they're not falling prey to the typical Western increase in body mass index that we've been seeing over the last uh, several decades. 
in addition to that, really healthy, active lifestyle, as we discussed before, such as exercise on a routine basis can act as, a, as an early warning system and can also train the heart to cope with any issues that might come up. All right. How do I know if I should seek medical help? How do I know if I should give a call to your office or to a cardiologist and say, I need, I need help? So most people who come to me actually come to me through their primary care physician. So they will be in with their primary care physician and they'll be discussing some of these things and they'll be saying, I'm worried about my risk for developing coronary disease. I'm worried about my cholesterol profile. Uh, I'm worried about uh, my family members who have had these things happen to them. And typically, I'll get a referral for that patient through their primary care physician. I do have several patients that seek me out on their own. And typically, the reasons they're doing that are, again, they're looking for peace of mind and they want to go straight to the to the specialist in terms of making sure that they have had a full, thorough evaluation. The things that would make you really want to be seeing a cardiologist are if you are starting to develop symptoms from your coronary artery disease uh, or that could be related to coronary artery disease, such as the chest pain or pressure with exertion, the limitation in your exercise tolerance. These are the people that we're going to bring into our office and we're going to start evaluating them for potential symptomatic coronary disease. And they may get testing such as stress testing. They may end up getting something called a cardiac catheterization, which is the procedure where we would put stents in blockages in the coronary arteries if they need to be placed. But typically, and again, this is all broad-based information, but typically these are going to be patients who are having symptoms that are going to be tested in that way. One could technically live a long, productive, fruitful life, even with coronary artery disease? Yes, that, that's correct. And the days when coronary artery disease was really problematic are getting better at this point. We have better technology, better advances that we are able to treat patients. We're able to prevent disease better than they were able to prevent it uh, many years ago. And with advances in stent technology and uh, rapid uh, deployment of stents in people who are having heart attacks, we're seeing benefits in terms of uh, survival from people having heart attacks. But we're also seeing people just live longer without having those things when we identify the coronary artery disease early. So I have to imagine with all of that, that a patient with coronary artery disease would get very worried and scared. What would you tell, as our final question, what would you tell your patients, what would you tell the listeners of the What's Wrong With Me Doctor podcast to help them deal with this new diagnosis? So it all depends on you know the degree of disease. And again, we had mentioned the coronary artery calcium score testing as part of an evaluation for somebody that doesn't have symptoms. And this can be incredibly reassuring. Just because you have disease, it does not mean that disease is going to cause a problem. It does not mean that it is causing a problem. And one important thing to know about coronary disease is that sometimes you can have a very high calcium score. And when the patient goes into the catheterization lab where we look directly at these arteries, the amount of blockage in those arteries can be minimal. So really, as long as we're able to identify early 
and were able to treat with appropriate medications and, and medical therapy and lifestyle changes, people can live a very long time without any events from coronary disease. And people tend to do very well uh, as long as we catch it in its early stages. All right. I'm glad we end on a positive note, reminding our listeners to always look for that ray of sunshine and hope. Thank you, Dr. Camarada, for sharing all this information with us on the podcast. You're very welcome. Our guest this episode was Dr. Michael Camarada. He's a cardiologist in South Florida who received his medical degree from University of Florida College of Medicine. He has 13 years of experience in cardiovascular disease, internal medicine, and interventional cardiology. Of course, thanks to our sponsor of today's episode, Boca Home Care Services, referring home health aides to your house to assist with activities of daily living and to keep you safe and secure in your home environment. Check out their website at bocahomecareservices.com. I'm Ray Hammer, and as a reminder, we're we release new episodes of What's Wrong With Me, Doctor, frequently. So be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and please review and rate us so others can learn from the information and wisdom shared during this and other episodes. You can always listen to us and find out other info about the podcast on our website, What's Wrong With Me, Doctor.com. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.